0: Hey, what's going on? It's John, and it's time for the Cast for Monday, October 25th. God damn it. October 25th, 2021. What's going on? How are ya? You can probably hear that I'm sick again for the third week in a row. What the hell is going on, Jmart? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Well, I mean, last week on the weekend, I hung out with some friends who had a sick child, and I'm pretty sure I got infected by another sick child, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me too much. The problem with getting sick again, though, was that this past weekend was my brother-in-law's wedding, so, you know, it's kind of a faux pas these days to show up to big events, sick and such. But, you know, you're not going to miss your brother-in-law's wedding just because you have a little cold, right? Some sniffles. So basically, I didn't feel sick till freaking Thursday of all days. Like, so yeah, I was f- completely fine. Stopped taking anything because I was like, oh, I'm over this cold now. Like I sound normal. I feel normal. I feel energetic. Everything's fine. And then lo and behold, I wake up Thursday with a pretty sore throat. And I was like, Oh, no, The wedding's like three days away. (laughs) What am I going to do? So I just like decided to go to the wedding anyway. And I would do my best not to infect people by, you know, keeping my distance as much as I could. And also just trying to take care of myself as much as I could leading up to that. So the following two, three days of Thursday, Friday, um, I was just having having as much tea as I could, getting my vitamins in, <laughs> popping those zinc lozenges, um, lots of vitamin C, vitamin D. Uh I was drinking a lot of broth. I had some uh lamb bone broth from earlier that I that I made. And so I warmed that I'd had had it in a freezer. I warmed it up, thought it warmed it up and Just drank that. It's pretty tasty, actually. If you just add the right amount of salt, the rest of the flavor profile was pretty good, so I'm going to keep doing that, just uh, make more bone broth, have it ready for on the go in the freezer if I need one. So it was the tea, the bone broth, and my favorite, the uh, bread, butter, and honey. (laughs) My triple stack for how to defeat a cold. (laughs) And honestly, by Friday, I was feeling a little better. Not not that much better, but a little better. And then on Saturday, I woke up with no sore throat, no nothing. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I just had a little bit of congestion. But it's one of those things where you get congestion like early in the morning and then you're okay throughout the day. And then you make, you might get some more like in the evening. That's kind of what I was having. So I basically didn't really have any symptoms by Saturday and so I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to this wedding. <laughs> I think I was pretty sure I was already going anyway, unless there was like something really, really drastic that took a turn that like I got way worse, which it wasn't happening at all. I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to surprise the bride and groom all of a sudden and be like, I'm not coming to your wedding, even though I'm in the wedding party. So the wedding continued and uh, had a lot of fun. I'll give some details of that. But first... Maybe some of the stuff that happened leading up to the wedding at the end. Some of the stuff that was related to the wedding was there was actually because it's an Indian wedding. Part in like it's both, it's mixed, right? It's a Canadian slash Indian marriage. So they had to had to have bo- <laughs> I can't speak. So they had both an Indian and a Western ceremony. And some of the traditions of the Indian part I guess are that there's like some activities that happen in the days leading up to the actual day of the wedding so one of the things was this like henna ceremony I guess you could call it where like the women got henna tattoos on their hands and feet so we went to the bride's parents house for that they had set up a sweet tent in their backyard and uh, we had some good Indian food and the women got the tattoos done my new sister-in-law was covered basically in tattoos in both her hands and feet and on her hands both on the palm side and the top of the hand side and like once that ink goes on you have to actually like stay still and uh, not move around because you can kind of spread it on things you can undo a lot of the work so it's kind of like you have to Commit to a way bigger thing than you actually can tell from the beginning because you think, oh, they're just gonna put it on and it's over. But no, then afterwards you gotta sit still for at least an hour, or else like if you move around and this was happening to some people, you just yeah you'll just start spreading it on your face, on your other hands, on your like just because you're always moving your hands and touching something, so it's just bound to happen. So that was funny. And then the other thing related to uh, Indian ceremonies that happens is the next day they had like this turmeric paste ceremony where you're basically covering the bride and the groom with this yellow paste. Uh, I think they make it with like some yogurt and some like beans and and turmeric to make it the yellow color. And then uh, many of the family members basically take turns to uh, cover the first the bride then the groom with this paste on their face and then eventually you run out of space on the face and it moves on to like other body parts so then my sister-in-law first and her face got covered in pretty much yellow (laughs) paste pretty quickly and then people started to do hands and then feet and it just kept going and going got more ridiculous with time it was pretty funny to watch we were supposed to do my brother-in-law as well but uh, by the time it was his turn, like it had gotten pretty late and our kid had to, go, had to go home and get some sleep. So we kind of skipped on that part and didn't get to actually have fun in putting any, any paste on, on him. But still, it was just fun to watch and participate. Oh, and the other fun thing we had, there was uh, some drumming that happened on the same day as the henna day there was uh, in the tent a place set up with like nice soft mats for a bunch of people to sit down and basically all the women in really beautiful like indian clothes sat down and they had a drum there which i think they called dole in in indian or whatever and so which i think it's punjabi okay pretty sure it's punjabi because they're because they're sikh anyways they had a dole or drum and then the women started drumming it and started singing at the same time and lots of clapping to go along with the drumming and beautiful singing like uh, a lot of call and response and it kind of like uh, pretty soon everyone was surrounding them and kind of sitting around and following along with claps and uh, Singing as well, whoever knew what to sing. That was a lot of fun. My kid really loved that. I have a video of him like uh, clapping and jumping at the same time, really enjoying the, uh, like hearing the song as at, at that particular moment. So pretty glad I caught that on video. Yeah, he was pretty good all week, actually. He was uh, really good on those two days leading up to the wedding, going to those events and just having fun, not causing too much trouble, not crying or anything like that. And then the day of the wedding, he was a pretty stellar boy as well Uh, because there were two acts two ceremonies like I said there was an Indian ceremony and a Western ceremony and he was just well behaved throughout both of the events so it was just like easy parenting thank thank God (laughs) because there's plenty of other stuff to do especially for my wife she was like all over the place you know it's her brother's wedding so of course she's got a lot of responsibilities and she like really wants to make it an awesome day for him so that you know he has great memories for the rest of his life and it's really important to her so he was not a factor in kind of making that a more difficult day. He was the exact opposite. So she was able to do, keep it together and do a good job with all her other responsibilities and help set things up, take things down, make sure the right order of things are happening. She had an early start to the day because she had to be up at 5.30 to go for makeup at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> and then... I got away with having to wake up early because of parenting duties. The one time that parenting lets you have more sleep compared to less (laughs) was this situation. Because for groomsmen, there was supposed to be a photo shoot happening at 6 o'clock. So we had to arrive at whatever the location was by 5.30. So it's like, oh God, (laughs) we don't have anyone to watch our kid that early in the morning if we both have to be out the door that early. So one of us has to stay (laughs) and I got to be the lucky one who uh, got to sleep in with my kid still had a a somewhat early start to the day 7 a.m. I had to be up and get uh, everything ready basically to be picked up at 8 to go to the uh, Indian temple for the uh, ceremony for the first morning Indian ceremony like I said I woke up feeling pretty good that morning no sore throat no nothing. I was like, oh, this is great. So I was pretty energetic, got up right away, got everything ready. Benny, like I said, was very easy to handle that day. Just had his nice big breakfast, put on his awesome clothes. Actually, we got this uh, little Indian outfit uh, that uh, my sister-in-law got for Benny. And he just looks awesome in it. I think I'll put a picture of that in the thumbnail for this episode. But... (laughs) He looked good all day. He had that for the Indian ceremony and he had like a suit and tie for the uh, (laughs) Western one too. So he was uh, looking like a first class gentleman the whole way through the day. And then we got picked up at eight like we were supposed to. Got to the ceremony and then uh, not got to the temple first. And then the ceremony wasn't going to start till an hour later. So we had about an hour to kill. So we met up with the groom and the other groomsmen and we took a bunch of photos in our like Indian outfits uh, my brother-in-law had a sweet, uh, like, outfit that was, like, bright white, kind of beigey color with a bunch of gold all over it. And then he had a turban on as well. Kind of hilarious to see him in a, in a turban, but it, it kind of suited him, too, at the same time. <laughs> Before the ceremony started, we, like, got into the temple, and they actually serve food there, too. That was pretty cool. They have, like, this big hall where there's a bunch of rows of these, like, carpets where people sit. And you can just go in a corner where there's like someone serving uh, kind of like a buffet style. You could pick up a tray and they'll uh, serve your tray. Then we sat on those carpets, had a little snack. And then by in no time, we were already, uh, it was time to start the ceremony. So when we went to like the hallway where the ceremony was going to happen, they kind of just brought us in uh, two by two to to kind of come up to the front where there was like this uh, stage you could say I guess with some like artifacts there was actually like a row of swords like curved swords set up in the front there so (laughs) you're actually coming up to this stage where they're set up and you kneel down and kind of uh, touch your hands to the ground and some people were actually kissing the floor some people were just like putting their forehead down and then so uh, you do that and then you move out to the side to fill out the kind of like the room and just sit down on the ground and wait for the ceremony to start. So me and my little kid went up to the, to the front together. And then I was like, all right, little guy, let's get on our knees now. (laughs) And he like listened to me and got on his knees and he'd seen everybody else do it, I guess. So he just like kind of instinctually realized he's just copying. Uh, and so we both kind of got on our knees, put our hands down on the ground and, and bowed. And then I was like, well done, buddy. And he was just like so happy to just do what I was asking him to do. It was, it was actually awesome. <laughs> and then we went and sat and waited for everyone else to come in. So as people were starting to filter in, all of a sudden I noticed like somebody who like had sat down a little bit off to my right, again near the wall. And uh, she was kind of like looking at me. And then it took me like a good Five, 10 seconds but eventually I was like oh crap that's my friend like I know that person that's like one of my closest friends <laughs> yeah and then as soon as I did realize it was her I would just like slowly kind of shuffled over to her and to say hello and my little guy came with me and I said hello and the little boy wanted to stay with her and so she's like go go back to where you're sitting I'll I'll watch him and play with him and then literally he just like Sat and played with her quietly for the rest of the ceremony the whole time as everyone was shuffling in. And and then throughout the entire like actual ceremony part as well, he just was like a really good little boy just sitting there minding his own business, like uh, sitting in the lap of my friend, like and just like listening to whatever kind of direction she gave him. It was it was awesome. (laughs) The actual ceremony, there was like these three guys uh, sitting to the right who were playing instruments And uh, there was one main person kind of on the stage in the middle who was doing kind of like I would, what I think was probably like scripture reading slash singing. And I think that's all I could really see. I don't think there was anybody else. And then the three people playing instruments, they also had microphones where they would sing as well, but they were like more support. And uh, so it was the instruments where there was like one dude playing the drums. He was awesome. He was, he was probably the best one. And then two of the other guys were playing this instrument that is probably like specifically uh, Sikh that I don't know the name of, but it kind of reminded me of a, an accordion. It had that same fun kind of feel where you like open and close and air goes through and makes notes. So, yeah, throughout the whole ceremony, there was a lot of music and drumming and singing. And at various parts, the bride and the groom had to stand up from a kneeling position and go up and walk around this stage. And it would specifically be with the husband, uh, the groom uh, going first and with the bride going behind and holding some piece of clothing. It looked like a scarf maybe that the groom was carrying, holding it in her hands, like walking behind. I just thought that was kind of like a bit of a funny metaphoric image of just like their future lives. <laughs> uh, just kidding. No, I mean, if anything, it's going to be the the bride pulling the <laughs> room uh, behind her. So anyway, just a silly joke. That was pretty much it for the ceremony. And after that, it was by noon by then and... It was pretty much time for my kids nap and there was a big break between the end of that ceremony and the start of the uh, western ceremony at the banquet hall so we had luckily gotten a hotel room that would let us check in early so we went to the room and uh i had a family nap <laughs> that was super key and necessary because it, you know when you're sick sleeping is always the best thing anyway And for a little boy to little toddler to behave themselves in the afternoon, they always need a midday nap, at least for my little guy. (laughs) So it, it worked out in everyone's favor. And of course my wife's pregnant. So extra naps is always good for her as well. So it just worked out on all, on all fronts, on all levels. Everybody took a nice, good, like couple hour nap. And then we, uh, got up and got ready and went to the banquet hall a little early so that we could, uh, help with some of the setup and everything. My wife was more so involved with that and I was kind of more on babysitting duty, just making sure <laughs> the kid didn't, you know, disappear or cause too much trouble. And then uh she was like helping out with all the I don't know centerpiece setup, flower setup. She had done a lot of work with the flowers actually. Yeah, she created all the bouquets for the centerpieces and for the bride and also she made um the boutonnieres from made from flowers for all the groomsmen. Yeah, so she put in a lot of work with that stuff. And then for the ceremony, I got a couple of my friends who were also at the wedding to watch my kid while I participated in a Western ceremony. So it's just like a regular like wedding where like the groom waits kind of on the stage, and then a bunch of the groomsmen stand there with him, and then the bridesmaids come in and then eventually the bride so that was kind of like the setup right as most weddings have so I had to kind of be there uh, standing beside the groom and uh, for the beginning and also throughout the whole ceremony and so luckily my friends stepped up and watched my boy during that part and that was very helpful of course because the grandparents were having a little bit too much fun with their friends at their you know son's wedding to be uh, taking on that responsibility as much as they normally would so I totally understand that so luckily We had that at our disposal. Then the ceremony was actually quite short. Only lasted like, I think, 25, 30 minutes, which is nice. That's perfect. That's how I like my ceremonies, short and sweet. Uh, (laughs) The best part of the ceremonies was them doing their vows to one another. Uh, They were just like uh, their own vows rather than kind of uh, repeating what the uh, officiant says. And they were like the cheesiest things ever. Oh my God, they were just dripping with so much cheese. It was amazing. Like just the most like, classic lines of, like, I just, like, I can't even put it into words, how much, what you mean to me, blah, 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 it's just, like, I love it, man, <laughs> give me more of that, <laughs> it was hilarious, my wife and I were just making fun of them, we were just both just going off on them, being, like, well, at some point, we were just, like, too uncomfortable to <laughs> to hear more, more of those cheesy, uh, I love you statements, but, you know, it, it, it was all heartfelt, so, You can't blame them too much (laughs) then after the ceremony we did like a second entrance into the banquet hall like after the wedding was officially over as a way of kind of introducing them as a husband and wife so the groomsmen and the bridesmaids came out to some music and danced and then afterwards the bride and the groom came but for them they had actually hired a couple of uh, dole players which are those like indian drums right so they just these two guys playing on the dole that classic like Indian song that I'm sure you've heard like a million times it goes (laughs) I'm doing a terrible job of like saying it but I'm sure just based off of even that bad of a representation you get which what I'm talking about so it was actually pretty pretty sweet it was an awesome entrance and I really enjoyed that part of the night compared to other moments that was one of my favorites anyway the rest of the night was awesome those two dudes Playing the drums uh, did a really good job of uh, getting the crowd involved and uh, getting the different um, family members to do some dancing. They had a little bit of a dance off where they had uh, different family members from the groom side and the bride side have a little bit of a dance off in the middle. At some point, they asked for like the groom's and the bride's brothers to come on a dance floor. And my brother-in-law doesn't have any brothers. He do he does have some male cousins and on the bride side she doesn't have any brothers either but all her male cousins stepped up but then since none of the male cousins from the groom side stepped up I was like well I'm a brother in law I'm pretty sure that counts <laughs> like you know in, in Armenian culture like kind of similar to Indian culture they don't have that distinction of like well he's a cousin he's a brother if he's a male and he's in the family they're a brother <laughs> and so I was like all right I'm stepping up and I went and uh, did a little Dance off with the the bride's brothers, and it was it was really good. We had a lot of fun. Uh, afterwards, at the end of the night, I had a lot of people coming up to me and just saying like, "How I was like the best dancer from the groom side, like well done representing, <laughs> like uh, doing a good job." Basically, everyone was pretty happy with the with the dancing that uh, Jmart was providing. So there you go. If you guys ever need someone to dance their face off at your wedding, you know who to call. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the night was awesome. We had a lot of awesome music that uh, my brother-in-law made a playlist and got the DJ to kind of uh, stick to the playlist pretty good. And it was a mix of uh, songs that I like, but also some like cool Indian songs with like great drum beats in them as well. So it was just like excellent all around from start to finish. I think by the end of the night, we left at 1230, my wife and I, and the party kept going for another half hour and they stopped the music promptly at one from what I heard. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty great night. And my brother-in-law had like 200 plus people at this wedding. So it's just amazing that something like that can happen these days, you know. So got to be thankful for our lucky stars for a night like that. And uh, this was the fourth wedding I'd been to this year. Four COVID weddings. And by far, this is the most fun. And uh, yeah, so glad to save the best for last. Absolutely. Next day, we did a little bit of clean up but it wasn't very much since there was a lot of people helping we got it done pretty quickly had a nice uh brunch at like a sunset grill nearby and it was actually funny i can't believe that that at the sunset grill they're checking for your uh for your vaccine passport (laughs) oh my god i just like showed it to her and and kind of pulled it away pretty quickly and she kind of laughed but she's like whatever go (laughs) she didn't want to fight me I'm sorry like my wife hated it and she's like why do you have to always do this but I'm like I I, civic disobedience that's that's what I want that's what I wanted to do if I if there's these stupid rules that I have to follow then I will follow them only as much as as I have to I don't know maybe I was being a dick by not showing her my vaccine passport nicely but and maybe she's not the reason behind this uh whole thing so it's not right of me to treat her poorly but at the same time if there's something that i disagree with and you know i don't have to follow it if it's not enforceable then you know that's what i'm gonna do you're not gonna get change happening if you keep following the rules that you don't want to follow so (sighs) anyway over with that after the brunch, went to see my dad to pick up my kid. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that. Partway through the, uh, through the night, I had my dad come pick up my kid, I think at around like 8 o'clock. And that allowed us to have a little bit more fun the rest of the night without having to worry about our kid. So I went to pick up my kid from my dad. We had dinner and went home in the evening after that. By then, I was just too tired to record another podcast, so I decided to do it Monday. Plus, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I mentioned this, but like, you know, after having drinks at the wedding, I definitely didn't do my body as any service by doing that. So on the next day, I woke up not feeling as good as I did the previous day. I My infection definitely took a slight turn for the worse. Not a big one, but I, <laughs> you know, screwed myself a little bit by, you know, having drinks. But of course, how could I not? <laughs> And then today I'm pretty much okay again, just some congestion, I guess. But that's enough about that. Let's plow on ahead. Let's go on to the Bitcoin update of the week. All right. As part of my Bitcoin update, now I'm going to start using block height. (laughs) Uh, I guess I should probably explain that first, right? So Bitcoin's on the blockchain. Each new block added to the blockchain has a number. So we're on block height seven hundred and six thousand six hundred and sixty eight the price of bitcoin is sitting at sixty two thousand nine hundred and twelve dollars and if you want to think of it another way we can also think of it how many sats you can buy with one us dollar what are sats sats are short for satoshis and satoshis is what the smallest unit that a bitcoin can be broken down into So one Bitcoin can be broken down into 100 million Satoshis. And so $1 will buy you 1,589 Satoshis currently. (laughs) Yeah, so the price is basically hovering slightly above of what it was about a week ago. It did shoot up to a new all-time high above 66000 but didn't sustain for very long. It came back down and tested $60,000. S support seems to be holding so far and now just slightly above nearly 63k. Yeah, let's see. Uh, What else is there about Bitcoin? Oh, related to um, like nodes, right? You need nodes that participate, that are part of the network that makes up Bitcoin. And so what I recently did was I got this thing called an uninterruptible power supply, a UPS. And it's basically so that uh, you you plug that into the wall and then you plug your whatever you want into that, into the UPS, the uninterruptible power supply. And then if the power goes out, that thing has enough of a charge to provide power for the whatever you got plugged in for a few hours or I think it, go, it can go up to a few hours uh, until like you can either have a backup generator go on or, you know, the Power comes back on on its own. So I'm pretty happy to have gotten that because uh, now that I'm doing this lightning network thing, you don't really need it for the Bitcoin node, but you do need it for the lightning node to be uh, like online at all times. So that'll be really helpful for that. And then the other thing I actually got, the other techie thing I got, I, I got a security camera. <laughs> we live in like a not the nicest neighborhood. There's just like recently even just last weekend, I think I saw in the news, uh, somebody who was shot to death, like right near the most major intersection where we live. So yeah, having some security is good. So I got a security camera and then I was just trying to figure out how to install it. And it was, um, not working. And then through some troubleshooting, I figured out that the power adapter is not, is dysfunctional. So I was luckily able to get in touch with the support team for the company that sells these and they sent me a new power adapter for free and I actually already got it and turned it on and it actually works so pretty stoked about that. I think that's all I got for you this week. Uh like I said similar to last week I'm mostly recovered but still a little bit to go. <laughs> so I'm just going to you know stop doing this and try to get some rest in. So everyone listening, getting in touch with me through social media at jmartfit on Instagram and Twitter, email me at newsletter at jmartfit.com. If you guys can find some time, maybe give me a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and uh, also check out my State of Health podcast. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. I really do appreciate it. It means a lot to me and uh, have a good week. Stay active and be grateful. I'm grateful for you. Peace. Jmart out.